legend is, if you say his name five times while looking in the mirror, he appears in the reflection and kills you. Who would do that? Candyman. 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 Well, we're still alive. Let's go. Trina, you've broken the door. really connected to this neighborhood. Cabrini Green. It was the projects. I just moved in around the corner. The old candy factory. I'm an artist. You look up a candy man. He's the monster. It's part of this neighborhood. Why are you drawn to this? I'm hoping to spread the story all about Candyman. The mirror invites you to summon him. You should say his name. I dare you. Candyman. 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 Don't. Don't say that. Candyman. I think I made a mistake. I brought him back. for you to be another one of his terrible stories. I guess he found me. I am the writing on the wall. The sweet smell of blood. Be my victim. This is not real. It's not real. Welcome to Definitely First Blood. My name is Mitch. My name is Christopher, and we are a horror movie podcast. We talk about horror movies from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s, and in today's case, sometimes, sometimes today, today, on this little offshoot, we call DFB Shorts. Come on in. Take a seat. We are posting two short episodes today to make up uh, for one, the absence of one large mm-hmm. one. Um, we inadvertently skipped two weeks because uh, it was very hot. Extremely mm-hmm. hot. It was like 45 degrees. Yes. And also, we thought our dog was dying. Uh, she was not dying, did not die, and she's fine. It, it was not a hernia mm-hmm. or a tumor. It's a lipoma, a fatty deposit that uh, was good enough to cause us terrible, terrible stress for Anxiety, several days. yes. So you will continue to hear her click around the house. Definitely. Yes. 
We are here today to talk about Candyman from 2021. If you have not seen the movie and you don't want to be spoiled, don't listen because we're going to talk about it at length. We're going to spoil shit. Uh, I don't think either of us has too many notes. So no. these episodes tend to be a little bit more freestyle. Mm-hmm. It's been a week since we saw the movie, mm-hmm. so it's not like super fresh, but uh, I think we both remember it. Oh, yeah. For the definitely. Most part. Yeah. Definitely. So Candyman is directed by Nia DaCosta, written by Nia DaCosta, Jordan Peele, and Wynne Rosenfeld. It stars Yaya Abdul-Mateen II as Anthony, Tiana Paris as Brianna, Nathan Stewart Jarrett as Troy, Coleman Dingo as Burke, or, or sorry, Coleman Dim- Domingo as Burke, Vanessa Williams reprising her role from the first mm-hmm. as Anne Marie, and uh, Kyle Kaminsky as Grady. And then we had uh, Michael Hargrove as Sherman Fields and Tony Todd briefly as Daniel Robitaille. Excellent. And uh, some voice from Virginia Madsen as Helen. Oh. On the recording, obviously. On the recording, yes. yeah. I'm pretty sure that was new material. I don't think that was in the first one. I hope so. So where should where should we even start? I don't know. Just wherever. We had watched the original yes. in anticipation of this one just to Perfect. refresh Yeah, we watched us. it the night before. Uh, wow. What a classic. And this was our first trip back to the theater since oh, yeah. pre-COVID. Which I got was... like, we saw the uh, like trailers on the mm-hmm. big screen, which was nice for Halloween Kills and Last Night in Soho. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I got like a little bit emotional. I guess one of the nice things about going during the day during a global pandemic was that there were maybe yeah. like, what, five, ten other people in the theater yeah, what was it? it was like two o'clock, one o'clock on a Friday. Yep. Yeah, perfect. Perfect time. Uh, and we got to do our normal uh, routine of going out for lunch, mm-hmm. dinner after, which was nice. It was very, very strange that we haven't done that in more than 500 days. It's been 500 days. Yeah. yeah. I was pretty close. I well, no, because I think it was like the last one we saw was Invisible Man. Yeah, right? I looked up. I think I, it was like the twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. I looked it up. Did really enjoy it. I don't know that I would say I loved it, but I did really enjoy it. Oh, definitely. What like numerically? What do you think you would have given it? Like a seven. Yeah, seven, seven, seven and, and a half, half. Yeah, for me, I think. Uh, at some points, maybe like a six and a half. It felt like... It was still good. It was very enjoyable. It felt like there were 15 minutes missing from it. Yeah. I I don't know. Uh, like, it was almost too nice to look at sometimes. It was like a Tom Ford horror movie or something. Yeah. Ooh, I looked it idea. up, and this is the same DP as the new Netflix feature film, He's All That, starring <laughs> TikTok's Addison Rae. <laughs> shocking. Absolutely shocking. That's... Hey, you got to make that money. You yeah. Know? You got to make that money. We, like I said, we watched the original before we watched this one. Mm-hmm. And I much, I prefer the original. I mean, the original is such a classic. It was so brutal. I forgot it's how brutal good. it was. It's like a gothic and bloody romance. And scary. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way of putting it between Helen and the Candyman. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't know. There, we're going to say some negatives. On the whole, we really did like it. Yes. Um, there were parts I felt were really disjointed. Like, it did feel like we should have spent more time in this world. Like, I think they yes. could have added another 15 to half hour, and it Easily. would have made it a better movie. Easily. Um, not that it was a bad movie, just, like, it It would be more like wading deeper into a nightmare, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, it's been interesting 
re this movie because there's been this really weird erasure of uh, Mia DaCosta where people are calling it like Jordan, Jordan Peele. Peele. And it's what we even saw that when we yeah. were in the theater. Mm-hmm. This woman was on the phone pre show talking to her son, being like, Oh, well, you know, it's Jordan Peele's. It's, it's Jordan his, Peele's one of his camp- new movies. Yeah. And it was it's from, weird. Come on. It's he, very like, weird. He intentionally, from what, from the little I have read about the making of this film, he intentionally was like, I want to see what you're doing with this. Yeah. You know I, mean? I mean, like, and it's interesting too, because one of my criticisms about the movie is that, uh, I think we could have spent more time with Brianna yeah. and had more for her to do. Mm-hmm. And one of the things in the movie, I'm, I honestly don't know if it was an intentional or, or not, mm-hmm. but Brianna is constantly defined by the, the men, the her men around her. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much the exact same things happen to Nia DaCosta. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. It's, I hadn't thought about it like that before, but literally Brianna's successes are measured in the success of the men around her. Right. I feel like they could have examined that more because they didn't really dip into that. Mm -hmm. They like sort of gloss over it in the movie, but they don't like. Yeah. We we get an understanding that her father was a notable uh, and very troubled painter who died by suicide. suicide. Like, and that's sort of like the defining feature of her life. Yeah, and she's what a everyone complex character, for. and I don't think we get enough of that. No, like I think she could have gone to go see Anthony's. Yes, that's mom, what it should have been. Which is what happens in the like the script draft mm-hmm. that I read the other day from like 2018 or something. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, every change they made from that draft, miles ahead, <laughs> streets ahead, did, Good. didn't didn't really like that script, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I don't know. I think because she's so awesome at the end, it's it, it's weird. I just wanted more of like we got we get glimpses of the way that other people treat her, mm-hmm. and also the way that she is like obviously successful and great at her job. Yeah, in her like own she right. talks French to her mother, and I think Troy, her brother, mm-hmm. maybe kind of mentions it at one point. Mentions their background, so like. I don't know if they're Haitian or oh, uh, Senegalese or Creole, but I think they they definitely could have played into like the rich superstitions of those cultures yeah. more to have her be more superstitious, uh, or like explain why she would be so especially steadfast against Anthony doing this and yeah. why he feels like he needs to hide it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was. Uh, that said, I think that's all my criticisms out of the way. <laughs> okay. Other than I feel like the scene with the teens, which I didn't dislike, mm-hmm. felt like a reshoot, a studio note or something that they were like, you should add this in. Because it really doesn't connect to anything else. Because I think you even suggested, like, it would have been nice to see the the mythos sort of spreading throughout Chicago, yeah. The city. And they, they Other than mention that. that. And then they... That's what they choose yeah. to show. And it, I think they could have showed other things. It also would have been nice if uh, we cared about any of the characters that the Candyman kills. Well, the way I thought it was interesting, like sort of a commentary on these are all Burke, the, our laundromat guy who used to live in Cabrini Green, uh, tells the main character, Anthony, like, uh, well, maybe he doesn't tell it. He, sa- he says it to Brianna near the end. I am sick of Candyman being like 
uh, all about black suffering. It's time for like revenge. Mm-hmm. He's going to become a symbol of revenge. And all of the people, well, not all of them, but a lot of the people who he kills in this movie are people who are like dipping their toes into black suffering as entertainment. The gallery owner who's telling Anthony like the shit that you're making just isn't it. Sorry. Even though it's honest and like a frankly really good art. That's something I loved about this movie is that the art usually in movies about art, the art sucks. Mm-hmm. Haunted artwork and the painting looks like shit. In this case, everything looked real. Everything looked like it belonged in a museum. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, so like the gallery owner telling Anthony it's not enough. Everyone, the the critic and the other people making fun of it for like referencing Candyman sort of and being like, oh, you know, that area is gentrified. Why are you going back to this? It's kind of your fault for the gentrification. The critic herself, uh, and then the the teens die because one of the teens attended this art gallery showing, which is how she learned about Candyman in the first place. Uh, and she's just treating it like she's a tourist. Like, oh, this is funny. Let's do this. Come on, guys. Like, let's be tourists, basically. But then again, that's what we're doing, too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's how I saw it. And like you said, if there were smaller ones that weren't like four-minute scenes, but just even one-minute scenes of people flippantly trying it and then being like, oh, well, fuck, I'm you're, being killed. You're the one who suggested that. <laughs> I know, but I'm yeah. saying, I'm saying like reinforcing it. Yeah, so, um, yeah, things I did like about it, loved the way it looked, like I said, maybe a little too pretty, but I think the gore and, like, the murder scenes themselves were, mm-hmm. like, really well done. A lot of blood. Uh, of course, I mean, we could talk all day about how handsome Yaya Abdul-Mateen oh, is. Oh, boy, yes. But we won't do that too much, other than to say, damn, Jesus Christ. He must have had to work hard for that body. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's a lot of work. <laughs> He's like a Marvel superhero, practically. <laughs> While it really sucked that this movie had to be delayed because of the coronavirus coming out, I also I think it might have helped it in a way because if it came out close to when Invisible Man came out, I think people would have noticed too many unintentional similarities in the kills because yeah. so much of it like is... Like the throat, invisible throat slashing The invisible and lifting people up all of which was fantastic and i loved it but i think a lot of the like framing of the shots was also very similar but i mean they would have probably been in production at the same time so it would have just been like parallel but that detached way that so many of the killings happen we see or we see them in mirrors Mm -hmm. actually i forgot that how all of the title cards at the beginning were mirrored they were backwards oh yeah 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 Yeah, i forgot about that too like uh the producer cards and Mm -hmm. stuff like that which I think at first people are like, why is that happening? But <laughs> it's very clever. And yeah, the violence was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the narrative was a little weird. I did like the end. The end was the same largely in the draft that I, I had read. But yeah, I think they could have dragged it out a little bit more because it seemed like suddenly like Brianna is, she goes to the laundromat mm-hmm. and then it, she's at the church mm-hmm. and then it's over. There's no like Bing real boom. build up at yeah. the end. So it does sort of feel like we're like building to this crescendo and we just sort of get like a not, well, it's still good. I, I enjoyed the like scenes of the cops like getting killed mm-hmm. and I liked seeing Tony Todd at the end yeah. telling her to tell everyone. But again, that really feeds into that, like, why is why does this woman have to be the arbiter for all of these men's stories? Exactly. 
exactly. similar, yeah. I guess, to Nia DaCosta. And it sucks so bad. Like, also because... I guess, okay, maybe they were trying to, like, draw a parallel between she and Helen. But if that's what they were doing, they should have dug into that a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. Um, you liked Helen, like... Uh, what's the first area of study? <laughs> Semiotics. Yeah, it's the study of signs and like the 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 meaning behind s- signifiers, human communication. Uh, oh God, that sounded so pretentious. <laughs> um, but uh, I like that he, he, even though he like grew up in Chicago, he goes straight to her to, to like I, I need I need help to understand her interpretation of Cabrini Green. Mm-hmm. You know what well, I mean? So, <laughs> In the, the draft of the script that I read, he knows about her right from the get-go. Okay. He is specifically studying her mm-hmm. um, because he's studying, like, the semiotics. Is that what, yeah. what you said? Yeah. It's very similarly, but of uh, inner city art. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, like, as we know from the movie, there's, mm-hmm. like, the giant depiction mm-hmm. of her at the end uh, having after having just saved him. That was another thing. I, I think I knew probably because we watched the movie the night before, mm-hmm. I didn't think Anthony was going to be the baby. I thought he was going to be like the little kid. Yeah, I was... Uh, just when, because of the age difference. I can't believe I was surprised. Doesn't really line up. But that, that it was the kid. I can't believe that I was surprised because he's named Anthony in the original one, isn't he? I believe so, yes. Yeah, and so. uh, same actress playing the mother. Can never put that... Man, she was fantastic. She's very good. She was... She stole that scene. Yeah, like Ooh. he knows he's from Cabrini Green in yeah. the, the script that I read as well. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I like this keeping on the lowdown, trying to keep him away from it, protect him from the legacy <laughs> a lot better. Where it's more like she knows, she knows it's yeah. A like he well. doesn't know about that specifically. Mm-hmm. Like he, uh, like the story about Helen, like the mm-hmm. the incorrect one uh, that Troy tells them mm-hmm. is also the same one that he gets told by someone else in the script that i read it's one of the other uh major characters that is in the script that is not in they sort of like merged her into like a troy and Mm -hmm. then they merged the other guy into a different character but yeah something i just connected with something you just said because like helen is studying signs and everything she doesn't make them herself Mm-hmm. She, she sort of becomes one in the end yeah but uh he well, uh brianna doesn't make her own art she studies art she curates it well she talks about it yeah and curates it and like finds it and, and elevates it but he is the one who makes them mm-hmm. so it was sort of like an interesting shift from the 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 person who's like the cool detachment i guess it makes sense for helen's character because the whole point is yeah. the cool detachment going into and, and similarly right like these women who do that mm-hmm. uh are attracted and drawn to the people who create mm-hmm. the thing that they study, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. that's why she's drawn to Candyman Definitely. because he's the one creating the quote unquote art. And similar with like Brianna. Yeah. So I like, I that wish we would have like sort of touched more on why Brianna's so drawn to these like shitty, shitty dudes. I don't think he was shitty to start with. They I seemed mean, he, like such a good relationship until he gets on this. Well, they were a loving relationship, yeah. but we definitely get through inference uh, by like a lot of the things that Troy says. Mm-hmm. That, like, number That's one, true. he hasn't had a show That's in true. years. He's like not really making anything he's interesting stagnant. or doing anything. Yeah, yeah, he's stagnated. It's her house. It's her. Mm-hmm. It's everything like that. Uh, so it's a great point. Yeah. And like contrasting that with the original, mm-hmm. like 
it's not Helen's house. It's her professor partner's oh, house. Yeah. It's, yeah. So she's sort of like, oh, that's such a good point. That's interesting. There are a lot of those mirror parallels. Yes. In, in this, it's there's a lot of like details and textures and stuff that you can compare. But even just sitting here and talking about it now, I can't help but I can't help. Oh I can't help but feel like the pretentious fucks at the art gallery or the people who Brianna yeah. has to try to justify herself to by jumping through a whole bunch of hoops. Exactly. It was interesting because art critics are. I mean, for good reason, I think, are so very rarely subjects of film. Mm -hmm. Well, it's hard because yeah, art is so like subjective and these are people who are trying to be objective about it. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to portray without sounding yourself like an asshole. Pretentious. Like it's hard to write that shit and not be like, and without ascribing the value or like the, the meaning that you mean mm -hmm. to it. Uh, and just being like, no, this person's wrong. Here's why this person's like a wiener. Which I think they did a good job yes. of like uh, doing the, in the movie. The art people that they cast in this were so spot on. Like that old white dude at the dinner with the big glasses being mm -hmm. like, oh, you simply must come to the city. When are you, when are you going to break out? <laughs> come on. <laughs> like, well, that was really I good. mean, that was another thing mm -hmm. um, was, and I mean, I am as a yeah, like a white dude, very little qualified to talk about this. However, it seemed like what was trying to be portrayed about that, especially about the uh, the other gallery mm -hmm, owner mm -hmm. who she meets and who she's like, oh, I really look up to you, is that uh, black woman standing on the shoulders of other black women to succeed. Because mm -hmm. when she goes and visits her at the gallery she's not really interested in Brianna. She's, she's interested in Anthony and her father. Yeah, she is. She's like, oh, you know, you're Brianna's story. Yes. And she's of. immediately at the dinner, just like, no, 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 don't go out on your own. You should come work for me. Yes. Come join. Well, I guess it's sort of like how uh, Brianna as a curator brings people into yeah and elevates them exactly sort of she this gallery director is like i'm gonna bring people with interesting stories and like use them to further myself yes but it was i love the way that they portrayed it in the movie because you could see brianna being coming from like oh my god this person really likes me and is interested in the work that i do and yeah. believes in me to being like oh, oh wow that sucks same song and dance that she thought would be different but yeah people on the whole are largely always shitty and vicious mm -hmm. social climbing sacks of garbage yeah from all walks of life <laughs> yeah i liked how shitty the gallery owner was yeah yeah just a terrible crap <sighs> person see okay with their death scene i i i liked it it did mirror as we know like that at the beginning of the first one when mm -hmm. helen sort of like recounting the story uh and it's uh Ted Raimi and the, the, the blonde woman who yes. may or may not be the one from Honey, yep. I Shrunk the Kids. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. But yeah, like they do literally the exact same, like he's behind her and like she's saying it in, in the mirror. Um, it was weird because they really played his death to extreme comedy and they don't do that at all anytime else. I think it's because he was such a, he was almost like a 
clown of a slimy person a little I bit a little bit but he's like oh gotta run gotta go gotta go yeah. gotta go and i that was a, a little off-putting to me not off-putting it just like threw me off because then i was sort of expecting that to be like tonally a thing mm. that happens and it just that makes wasn't. sense yeah and it just seemed like a weird place to interject that sort of humor in regards to like the, the deaths i guess for me it was sort of like he's a fundamentally unserious asshole who has never had to suffer in reality a day in his life yeah and this is how he's he's like um like i can't uh he doesn't even he can't even conceptualize the fact that he's being murdered yeah sort of i don't know i i also thought it was funny brianna coming into work and not noticing the blood everywhere until she puts down her phone <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah that, no that was good i did I, I hadn't even thought about that i was just like i probably wouldn't notice if yeah. I if I like walked into like the storeroom and went to the bathroom, I would not notice no. if there was someone's dead corpse. Well, they, they were other sort of than like the smell, tucked, tucked especially after edge. an evening, Ooh, it, the smell would be pretty bad. True, which is something we always talk about when we're talking about movies. Yeah. The smell would be the blood alone would be incredible. Yeah. No thanks. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of what else I want to talk about. That opening shot. Of Chicago in the fog, shot from beneath. Oh, like the credits? It looks like all of the yeah. buildings are falling into this fog void from below. Yeah, see, that was also giving me Tom Ford. Whoa! But it was very good. That's actually in the script. It's written that way in the script. It was so good. I don't... I mean, it reminded me of, like, that scene where the camera flips over in Midsommar while they're driving to uh, Hargaland. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, obviously the shining and stuff, but because it was shot from underneath, it was just so disorienting and like you could recognize the buildings, but not like that <laughs> or what else? I thought it was interesting how in the original Candyman, Helen gets, you know, a taste for what the Cabrini Green is like by walking through it and overhearing babies crying and people arguing and blah, 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 blah. And then when we uh, are going to the art critic's apartment same, yeah. in in what is it called marina city those famous uh circular scalloped buildings on the on the yeah chicago river uh it's exactly yeah it's exactly the same so even though this is like a super expensive i mean if you live in chicago i'd assume it's considered like iconic and luxury mm -hmm. uh and yet it's the same as everywhere else you know <laughs> it's kind of interesting that we've been talking about this for almost 25 minutes mm -hmm. and we have not really talked about anthony very much yeah that is interesting because i guess there wasn't really that much there he goes he's he goes scratching at a scab that he didn't realize literally. yeah well yeah literally i kind of like that too like it was an infection but also it was Oh, it's self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, something that people see and immediately like, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. I was initially, when that started happening, I was like, oh, well, like, why doesn't he go to the hospital mm -hmm. right away? But then I was thinking he probably doesn't have insurance and it's the States. So yep. I probably just wouldn't even think twice about no. why isn't this person going to the hospital? Yeah, exactly. Because that seems like a very uh, universal healthcare thing <laughs> to think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What else about him? I'm trying to think. Um, he wasn't even that likable of a character, really. I mean, he became very unlikable. In the beginning, when he's like, so he and Brianna, they're, they're sitting on the couch together, like snuggling and stuff. And I was like, this is cute and nice to see. Mm -hmm. And then 
it like well obviously it's about also about their relationship falling apart yeah as he falls apart mm-hmm. so i liked troy too as like a mm-hmm. a character see my thing is as i said before i think like someone important or that mattered should have died i don't think it should have been troy but no. i mean it could have been his partner yeah who's way more flippant been, about candy yeah, Man than he is like the mother honestly mm-hmm. like anthony's mom like i got something. you but i guess anthony's mom would never say it <laughs> yeah that's a good point <laughs> she would never she would never ever say it <laughs> what other things the bees on the other side of the mirror yeah that was cool was I really like nice the ding, especially ding, since ding. we've had our own experiences with so many bees lately. oh true yeah we had bees on our balcony there. yeah we talked about it for sure did we yeah we okay about good because that was a crazy experience <laughs> uh i don't know if i have anything else to say really liked it worth seven watching. and a half seven watch it in theaters watch, it. watch both watch it in theaters i mean i'm assuming people watched it already if they're listening to the whole thing yeah. of us talking about i it hope so 25 to 30 minutes it was really good i cannot wait to see what movie she does next uh the marvels she's doing she's in the marvel oh. movie game now well, good for her. I hope she makes fucking bank out of it and then oh, she can do will. whatever she wants yeah. because this was a good movie. It was a good movie. And it is a great companion piece to the original. Yes. Yes. Social media? Sure. You definitely can... First Blood on Instagram. Definitely First Blood at gmail.com. Definitely First Blood on Twitter. Don't really post on there. I think the last thing I posted on there and I might have deleted it was, and I'll post this question to everyone in the audience. Can a bottom be a succubus all right bye goodbye